Saudi Arabia is one Arab nation that hasn't seen big changes since the Arab Spring began. The kingdom's rulers are still very much in control, occasionally cracking down on dissent. The world's Ann Lopez, who most days directs our program here in the studio, was recently in Saudi Arabia. She shared her impressions with me earlier today. There actually is an Arab Spring happening in Saudi Arabia. It's happening virtually through social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, through blogs. This is a space where the young people feel free to express their opinions, their thoughts, their ideas. And as well, it offers them an opportunity to for the genders to mix where they can't do so publicly. And there's one example of this young woman that I had an opportunity to speak with. Her name is Aya Al-Sehati. And here's what she had to say about the Arab Spring. You could feel the tension in the air where everybody is trying to figure out what is the public reaction to the Arab Spring is going to be and how is the government going to react. So it was very tense in the beginning until um, things began to unfold and um, uh, the ripples settled a little bit, but there's still an ongoing gauging game where how far can you push the envelope without getting in trouble. Pushing the envelope of the Arab Spring in Saudi Arabia and Lopez, what about more daily concerns that you witnessed when you were when you were there? I mean, we're, we're always so fascinated, for example, by the rules governing men and women in Saudi Arabia. What, what was your experience? Well, my experience as a Western woman was a lot about the abaya and having to wear this cloak around me all the time mm. and whether or not I needed my head covered or not. At certain points, you needed to cover your head. If you were inside in the hotel, I didn't have to cover my head. But if I were outside in the mall, I did. And if they could tell that you were foreign, you could kind of get away with it. But apparently, I look Saudi, so I could have gotten into a difficult situation if they perceived me as Saudi and the religious police decided to approach me. And But that didn't happen. Did you actually see religious police? I mean, how I are did, they identified? Yes. Uh, they actually wore uniforms. Mm. They wore like brown fatigues and they kind of look like um, military police and they walk through the malls. They kind of patrol the malls and observe people and identify people that they think they have to approach and correct their behavior. I mean, it just sounds like it could be so confusing trying to figure out these rules and when you can wear what and why and so on. Oh, yeah. I had a borrowed abaya because I didn't have my own and I didn't buy one. Um, we had some downtime during our trip, and so I wanted to go to the gym, but it was dirty, so I washed it, and then I got dressed up in my gym clothes, completely covered, long T-shirt, long pants. But I realized as I was leaving the room, I could not leave my room dressed without like having my abaya on. And so I had to put on my wet abaya and then go to this room, which wasn't even a real gym. They call it a makeup room. The hotel actually did have a full gym with a pool and everything for men. But for the women, they didn't have similar facilities. Now, aside from uh, exercise, you got also to a women's sporting event. What was that like? Yes, we got to see a soccer game, a league run by some young women who started it while they were in college. And now they're just finished graduating from college. They've been able to keep it going for four years, but they have to keep it under the radar. If it's if anybody hears about it and doesn't like it, then they can get shut down. So they're very, very cautious about who they speak with about it. I couldn't interview anybody individually because they were really concerned about being identified and then being stopped. Did you get a sense when you left that there is some change coming to women and women's status in Saudi Arabia? Um, you can actually see it in the abayas. There are women who are no longer wearing black abayas. They're wearing brown and gray. You might not think that that's an exciting color, but for them, it's quite groundbreaking. And yeah, there is change happening. It's a lot of people were saying that they wanted it to happen slowly because they felt that if it did happen slowly, it would take root. And so they were concerned that if they pushed too fast and too hard, that there would be a pushback. 
and it would slow down the progress that they already have begun to see. The world's Ann Lopez. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anne traveled to Saudi Arabia on an IRP gatekeeper editor's trip organized by the International Reporting Project. If you want to read more about Anne's trip to Saudi Arabia, check out her blog and photos at theworld.org.